This is the Delivery Space podcast. Whether you're interested in software delivery, business change or transformation, we've got some great content lined up for you. We launch into different areas of project delivery and bring you those insights and experiences that you don't get from a book. Welcome, it's Sharon and Nisha. This is episode number 13 on wellbeing. Morning, Nisha. Hey, Sharon. How are you today? Really good. It's such a great topic that we've got to discuss today and I can't wait to delve into it with our guest. Me neither. And I'm excited to welcome Nicole to the pod this morning. Hello, Nicole. Good morning, ladies. How are you? We're very well, thank you. And as Sharon said, I'm very excited to have you and be reunited with you for the pod after our work on Fairlearn. I know, it's been a long time. Very excited to be a guest, my debut guest experience. (laughs) Let's make it a good one. So I just want to tell our listeners a little bit about you, Nicole. Um, guys, Nicole has more than 15 years worth of experience in supply relationship management, in recruitment and learning and development. She's learned to hone her people skills and increase her emotional intelligence and connect with people from all walks of life. Sharon and I have seen this through the work that Nicole has done on Furlearn, which we'll tell you about later on in the podcast. Nicole is a complete learning geek, so working in the learning and development industry is a perfect place for her. She's currently working for Philip Morris International and manages their learning vendors specifically for leadership and coaching progress. Nicole is part of a team of mental health ambassadors within PMI and believes being mindful that we all have mental health and ensuring we do Little things to keep that happiness bucket topped up is essential for everyone's well-being. She spent the last 18 months volunteering for Furlearn, which has taken an absolute chunk of her time, but it's been a joy for her. Sharon and I have been part of this journey. We know that it feeds her passion for supporting people who just need that connection and a bit of support to realise their potential. She's also a wife and a mum to two little ones. She loves running, reading books and listening to podcasts when she gets the time. Nicole, oh, I well said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an amazing um, bio. You know, you've you've got such incredible experience there. And like Nisha touched upon, we had the privilege of seeing um, some of your expertise firsthand via Furlan. Yeah, that was amazing to get that, to find that opportunity and to have all of us come together for something we were so passionate about. It just worked brilliantly because the right people were there who, not just me, obviously everyone wanted to help people in in that time and, and see people improve their mental wellness. Agree. agree. Which it did. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the time that you you spent putting those events together made a real positive impact on people, especially in the areas of mental health and well-being. Yeah, I wanted to um, sort of pull what corporates were doing. So, you know, I understood what um, large organisations were, were spending on um, for their employees. And I wanted to bring that and translate that into, into those free um, sessions. So, 
the speakers were amazing and you know we covered all those kind of topics that you would see in the workplace but obviously people weren't in the workplace at that time so mm. relationships growth mindset stress management um you know dealing with adversity and there was what 41 altogether I think we did 41 42 sessions so we covered a whole plethora of amazing topics yeah and and Sharon and I were talking about it before this session actually the fact that those those sessions around well-being mindset resilience etc those sessions were attended by over a hundred um for a lunchtime session that's great and we were only marketing these via LinkedIn at one point right yeah yeah we built and the most most important thing I think that came out of it was the community like Mm. I think it was like two and a half thousand people on the LinkedIn community and you felt that people responded to being part of that group at that time so that that was the most important thing but yeah the webinars people just felt you know they put on the chat wouldn't they you saw the regulars you saw people who were there every week people who came you know every so often but the stories about adversity the people who really you know suffered or went through something traumatic they're the ones people love because they they learned a lot from their mindset at that time for sure the speakers that you found were um incredible you know um you definitely are a networking (laughs) queen to find all these amazing people and I definitely learned so much from it so thank you for all that you you know continue to do for Thurlan I think you're amazing (laughs) oh thank you thank you and they're all all, yeah we recorded most of them didn't we so I, I still now go back if I've got a spare you know that bit of time in the day I'll go back and listen to one every so often because um there are some great um stories out there and some great learning and some tools that people could go away and actually put in their day-to-day work you know life that that, you know that all these amazing speakers gave out so yeah yeah we'll send the links out in um the release for the podcast as well Mm. so people can get hold of these there's some great ones there for sure so Nicole, we're going to jump straight into our first question, if that's okay. Yes, so clearly you've got, you know, loads and loads of experience in the learning and development industry. So we just kind of want your perspective on, do you think enough is being done to engage and communicate with co-workers to help ensure that we provide the support that they need? Obviously, you've seen, you know, the breadth of it. So I know you've got some solid experience that you can share on this. So keen to understand from your perspective. I think um, there's lots of talk about it now, especially since the pandemic. It's it's just elevated those conversations tenfold. Um, I think organisations have got a lot more to probably do to implement it and make it not just a benefit, but part of the actual culture. Um, where I work is amazing. They, they spend a lot of time and money on on well-being and the culture um is there um but even you know where I am with 80,000 people across the globe you know it's a it's not a small challenge so it, it takes years it can take years to implement a, a sound strategy and put all those procedures in place for amazing mental wellness but I think just hearing conversations from friends and people in my network I think there's a lot more that could be done in practice not just talking about it um people are very good at talking about it now you know like we're talking about it um that 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 doesn't stop one in five people for example being on antidepressants you know it's it's the largest number um that's ever been so far you know it's 20 percent up from two years ago so we're talking about it but people more people are getting depressed and stressed and 
So there's a lot more support needed and we spend most of our time in the workplace, right? So mm. that's where it can make a big difference. Absolutely. And I think I think you're right from um, what I've seen. I definitely hear people talking about it a lot more. But like what you've kind of described, I, I don't know if the actions are yet to the level where they perhaps should be in terms of the practical support now. So it's not yeah. just words, what practically, you know, is happening. Because yeah. if, you, if you're not feeling psychologically safe or supported at work, that's going to cause stress. Um, you, you need to be able to be your whole self at work you know you don't want to protect you know put on a show for eight hours a day five days a week or however long you work maybe more than that or less than that um you need to be yourself and if you're not if you can't be yourself and feel like you can speak out and um say what you think without the fear fear of being blamed or you know um frowned upon or thought bad of you know that can at the end of the day lead to why people resign and um get stressed or burn out you know yeah absolutely and sometimes I think we have that conversation a little bit too late um so in terms of practical terms as Sharon said from your experience what are the types of things that we can do working with teams that we do on a regular basis to support each other and make sure that you know we are we are being ourselves and we are creating that environment within the workplace I think it's about being mindful of being compassionate and being kind. Yeah. So I think we've all probably been in work environments where that's been um, ignored and none of it exists. I certainly have. And if you think about how it makes you feel at that time, it's stressful, right? Mm. You know, if, you've, if you're not getting that support and kindness is it sounds a bit you know like such an easy thing to do but unless it's kind of from top down unless the leaders are embody that it won't flow down to everybody else so I think getting leaders involved with this with well-being conversations is the most important thing any company can do sharing experiences and, and real life stories and just make it easy for people to talk about things I like that like real life stories make these scenarios come to life because guys I always I always think this you know um, it's easy to put on a front on a 20 minute stand up that we're having just like this um, remotely with your team members and then once that person clicks that red button to cancel the call you do not know what they're going through they might have a home situation they might be contending with umpteen number of other pressures but those 20 minutes sometimes are all you have with them and you want to make them feel mat- that they matter, yeah. right? Yeah. Leaders play the most important part in all these conversations. I mean, we have, we have very regular company updates about the situation that's going on at the moment. Um, we had a live webinar with all the kind of, you know, the very, very top five leaders of the whole business. And you could feel the emotion. Like there was no fakeness about it. And people mm-hmm. responded to that. You could see in the chat how that landed with everyone and it was Mm. talked about for weeks afterwards you know so getting leaders to be responsive and just being human about Mm. it make will then encourage everyone else to do the same and so are we saying oh oh, sorry go on Sharon I was just going to say I love that you said and be human because Mm. we recently had a previous guest on didn't we Nisha who spoke about the human side of things and kindness and it's it's all part of this isn't it because 
all of us have problems. It doesn't matter what level you are in an organization. You could be the CEO. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but I think by being showing a little bit of vulnerability sometimes, which does take courage, but you're sharing that, look, there's nothing wrong with this. We all have ups and downs and just creating that space so people can feel comfortable to, you know, talk about it in confidence. Yeah. Mm. absolutely being human is yeah being human being kind <laughs> you know it's it's just and we all know this we've all hear about his words but it's just remembering it and when you get into the corporate world sometimes you forget you go into kind of corporate mode don't you you even type corporate sometimes you can see people <laughs> you know you, you, you even not type like this to your friends like why are you talking like that in an email you know so don't, um you know i would talk to the the, the janitor of, of the, you know um where we work I talk to this the guy who comes around cleaning you know the kitchen and I talk to the you know the manager of, of the um, global studio the same you know I will it's about being human yeah and you've got to remember that yeah you know and I think it's something that grounds you right at the end of the day it grounds you it helps you yeah. remember how other people are feeling um, and I, I see it actually on a on a positive note I actually see this within our organization recently um, one of our leaders gave um, uh, uh, an organization-wide call um, and that was because they wanted to make an announcement and not just send out a mail shot to mm -hmm. everybody. They yeah. wanted it to feel human and you could, you, sh you could see on Teams afterwards people were responding to say yeah. thank you for taking the time out and yeah. speaking to us about this. We appreciate the human touch, right? Um, and it's, it's to... It's I, I guess it brings home to everyone that yeah from the leaders right down to everyone that plays a part in an organization on a day-to-day -day basis we are all human we appreciate that kindness yeah. we appreciate that compassion and we don't like uncertainty that stresses people out right so yeah. if if the leaders can give some sort of certainty to what's going on you know and be honest about it um it will instantly make everyone feel better about you know um what's going on in the world how the leaders are responding and then and that flows into your everyday life if, if you're comfortable with with what's going on i totally agree with that i think it's mm -hmm. um for me about the leaders just being honest and open and even where there is uncertainty and they don't have the answers that's also okay because yeah. we're, we're all human we don't know everything no they're not especially this time at this you know what's going on at the moment no you know everyone's kind of having to understand it themselves even the leaders <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have been through this potentially so you know we've got to give them some slack but it coming back to well-being it, it's definitely they need to be on board and you, when you see organizations that have that really strong leadership presence in the well-being culture that's when you get happy happier employees agree so nicole do you think people are free to come forward and talk about the um, subjects of well-being without stigma from what you've seen how are things changing or not <laughs> i think it's well like i said i think it's definitely getting better um it's much more of an open topic um and i, I guess being a mental health first aider um ambassador we call, you know we call ambassadors um where, where i am and it's important to have those champion ambassadors in any organization like you would first aider you know uh, old school first aider for your body you know having those mental health first aiders ambassadors champions i think is paramount to um, improving wellness across the business because people 
know someone's there like if you cut your finger you you know you would you would there would be a first aider right so mm-hmm. if you're having a bad day and you need to talk to someone you want to know that 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 mechanism's in place in your organization to talk to someone um you know eap's system um eap's are there but i don't think i think get used what what's the stat like 20 10 percent people people use them so employee assistance programs so there needs to be other other things around the business that people know that they can go to when they are having a bad day or just need to talk work's stressful for everyone at the moment like you know projects project management world in in lots of organizations people most thing i hear about is people just having back-to-back calls Mm. and just not getting their free time (laughs) it's stressful Mm. and sometimes people don't want to speak out right Mm -hmm. to say actually do you know what can i please have 30 minutes to think between these calls because they they fear um like you said before being thought bad of or any any repercussions coming out of that how do you think we could put in some measures to make it less stressful for people to come forward and say, actually, you know what, I wouldn't mind having some space here? Yeah, I think, you know what, I think um, training and upskilling people, managers, leaders in things like listening, mm. emotional intelligence, um, just empathy, like being aware of the signs of their team because I think it's important for someone to recognise someone's not going through it as much as it is for someone to take ownership. And because sometimes people don't even realise, you know, they don't realise that they might need to talk. Mm. But if you if you're skilled and trained in in certain um, topics like that I mentioned, you can spot. You know, my manager's amazing. He will say, "Have you got too much on?" You know, make sure you don't go on that call if you don't need to. You know, we make sure our meetings are not half uh, half an hour or an hour we make them 25 minutes or 50 minutes which is a great practice among any organization it can be implemented as a you know standard it rule as well but i i, I do it in you know i've made my own outlet settings um to get that small chunks of time in between meetings um i like that i like that and so it's a it's a two-way responsibility what you're really saying is team health is a collective responsibility yeah. here right it is especially as you're working virtual you're um at home it's hybrid mm. you know um there's four of us in our team we are very good at seeing if someone's having an off day or you know um because we know each other and if you get to know each other personally as well as just work mm. that we, we set meetings each week half an hour each day on friday morning and we're not allowed to talk about work talk about anything that. about work and that's really great because we get to know each other, you know, about what we do, what we love doing, have fun, mm-hmm. talk about anything, <laughs> but not <Yeah>. work. <laughs> what a great so idea. That's that a great got, practice. What a great idea that you've got dedicated time to explore, mm-hmm. you know, outside of work. So you're really mm-hmm. getting to know your team members. And I want to um, go back on a point that you mentioned about listening and the importance of listening. Could we just yeah. delve into that just for our listeners so we understand all understand how important this is? <laughs> Active listening is probably one of the most important skills you could train in or teach people in. Um, it should be taught more at schools. Um, we, we don't do it. We can learn it. It's very easy to learn. You know, we had a, a three-hour session on it recently as part of the Mental Health First Aid team. It was amazing. Um, 
it, it's a skill, but it's an easy skill to learn because you're really listening to someone and what they're doing, not thinking about what your response is. Yeah, so you're totally present and in the moment and you're with them and you're picking up on body language and signs, um, not just somewhere off somewhere else in your head or thinking of your next response. It's a great skill to learn. I encourage everyone <laughs> I think... to, to learn podcasts, books, YouTube it. Just learn a little bit more about the active listening and it can really improve things. And I think particularly in the workplace and the team scenarios that we all work in, isn't it so important that sometimes we all just step back and just listen to, okay, what is this person really telling us? So like you mm. said, instead of thinking of the next question or racing ahead mm. in our mind, we just mm. step back and take that time to actively listen rather than passively listen, I suppose. Yeah, because mm. most people when they want to talk or when they're having a you know poor mental health day, mental wellness day, um, they you all you gotta do is listen. You don't have to come up with answers or fix it. You know, so many people come to me with problems and you know what's going on in their life, and I don't really do much. I just sit there and and just listen, <laughs> and just them being able to speak about it makes it better. You know, yeah. just giving them that space to talk. Once it's out in the open, it automatically, you know, even for a tiny bit, makes it better because they've got it out of their head. Yes. And I think that's a good, really, really amazing coaching skill to have because often, guys, like if you're in team scenarios, you also have to listen out to what people aren't saying. So, say if you have a bubbly and engaged member of the team, and all of a sudden, day by day by day, you realize that mm -hmm. that engagement is dropping off little by little. If you're just racing in your head, wanting to get to the next stage, the next stage, the next stage, you miss that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've 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 been in that situation when there is a massive rush on or deadlines to work towards or things like that. And, you know, sometimes you 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 don't engage early enough with those guys that, that may need that support. Yeah, absolutely. And people like have tons of screens off, you know. Why have they turned the screen off? Okay, is mm -hmm. it because they're in the car and they're driving or something, but you know, you can, yeah. you've got to be aware of of people and you, you get to know and that's why it's so important to get to know your team personally yeah because sometimes yeah. Like, like i sharon and i always have this conversation that around zoom there was a time and i think there still is a time where people have generally have that zoom fatigue right because right oh. now i'm looking at the two of you and i'm focused on the two of you to pick mm. up some clues make sure i don't speak over sharon make sure i don't speak over you that kind of thing Sometimes I can do it right, sometimes not because we're remote. But the thing is, like if we you if we were in front of each other at the coffee point at work, let's say, you wouldn't be staring at each other intently, right? Mm -hmm. You would be your your gaze would be off every now and again, um, because that is a pattern of normal conversation, isn't it? Yeah, and absolutely. and to, so it's a balance, and and that I think endorses the fact that you said you've got to get to know your team personally. So because sometimes if they don't feel like putting their camera on they don't have to and you yeah. don't take it as a sign of disengagement yeah absolutely yeah it's very it's very hard to stare at a screen and if you had like back-to-back -back calls all day it's tiring yeah <laughs> it's hard work and you're looking at yourself all day as well which is just not always what you want <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so strange, isn't it? Um, because it is, it's not a normal thing to stare into a screen all day, back to back to back to back. So yeah. I think it is important to have those yeah. breaks. And like you yeah. said, Nisha, if a team member doesn't want the camera on, that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. And but I have, don't always have cameras. I don't always have a team call. Like I, um, I don't know. When I started this job, I, I tried to get into. I would just ring a supplier or text or. I would just have a call or go for a walk. You know, I, I try to make some of my meetings in a week not... You don't need to have team Zooms. We, we, we used to do it without it. We used to be able to go off throughout our day without any calls on, on screen. So you don't always have to be on screen. It can be an old-fashioned, old-school phone call, which I love just as much. And you need to have those kind of in-between meetings like this if you've got a very busy week it really helps because you can go out and walk and talk and then yes. you're you're doing two things at once that you know and it's it's benefiting you at the same time and it's becoming more i meet quite a lot of suppliers for walks and talks now you know mm. actually we meet up in person and go for a walk that's brilliant or if, even if it's not on the phone we actually meet up if they're not too you know if they live near me we we meet up and go for walks and it's brilliant what a great idea i like it yeah, I like that one. Nicole, if as individuals we are in a stressful uh, situation, again, it could be at work, what are some things that we can implement as individuals to try and make sure that we're looking after our well-being? There's so many, but actually thinking about the Furlan um, sessions, there was a real red thread between a lot of them and they covered things like just being present, being mindful about what you're doing at that time, um, mindfulness, breathing, things like that. Even if you've got five minutes in between a meeting, just sit there and breathe and refocus. Um, getting outside into nature is always obviously the, the key thing that everyone talks about. Um, but do you know why there, why nature is so important? why it helps so much Go on, please the actual science i've got the science here so it's something about fractiles so fractiles are only things that we see they're really very complex um objects you only get them in nature we evolved looking at fractiles on a daily basis you know caveman time so our brains respond to it super quickly so just by going outside for 10 minutes it can reduce stress by like 60 percent it's an immediate wow, wow. thing. It happens immediately in our brains because we're so, our brains are so. I mean, our brains are kind of a, a fractal inside, so it responds. And that's why everyone who harps on about going outside into nature, that there's a reason behind it, not just because of the fresh air. Yeah. It's um, science. You know, it's all science about how we respond to things. There's a fractal app. So even if you can't get out, just looking at fractal objects for ten minutes will help so i think it's, it's frax it's called frax f-a-f-r-a-x you can just download it okay. yeah so even and, if you can't get out yeah. just look at those complex patterns for five minutes will just calm your brain mm. oh Brilliant. wow okay mm. that's a really good suggestion we're gonna we're gonna try that because I, yeah. I remember Sharon once I was, I was chatting to Nicole about like getting ready for a presentation or something like that and I was sitting here at my desk thinking about all the all the elements of the presentation everything that I needed to do 
And I was on the phone to Nicole, and this makes complete sense now. She was probably reading a book or listened to this on a podcast at that time, right? And she was saying to me, get outside because then you'll finish your presentation in quicker amount of time. You'll get, you'll come back and you'll complete it quicker. You need to be creative. Your brain needs yeah. space to be creative. So even if you've got the busiest week, you if you don't have that half hour or make block time out to do things like that, yeah short term okay you might get through the week but long term it's going to be so damaging like when you went out for your PT session last week Nisha how did you that make you feel amazing I was sharing it with Sharon yeah amazing Amazing. because I hadn't been out all day Mm -hmm. I was sat at my desk and then you know suddenly uh, there was a realization that I had to do something similarly with Sharon she's got a solid routine man I need Sharon's routine Like, yeah, this lady so, gets up. Go on, Sharon, share it with so us. So for me, I am one of those 5 a.m.ers. Sorry, people. But <laughs> that is when I create the time. So before the working day starts, I am at the gym. And it just gives me that um, that time to exercise and move the body. And for yeah. me, that's something that I've done for years now since I've been a teenager. And it really helps me with well-being yeah. and decreasing stress. Amazing. So we, we can all find something little. We don't have to go on marathon runs. We don't have to go, you know, it can be running, walking, dancing, just putting music on that you like. And just be mindful about doing something that makes you ha- you feel happier and mm. get those good hormones going. Um, don't, and it's being kind to your mind as well. It's mm. it, We have, you know, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of thoughts go through our heads. So we can internally stress us out no matter what external pressures are happening. So we can start by just thinking nice changing negative to positive thoughts really quickly rather than dwelling on it that can that can be profound like it's it's a it's a skill like you have to practice that we all have negative thoughts but the quicker you can swap them out for something positive yeah um really helps um A couple of other things that I just, you know, and you don't have to do all of these at once. As long as you just do a couple of these, uh, improve a couple of these areas, you know, exercise, fresh air, water. With You know, I, I'm really bad. I drink quite a lot in the office, but at home, I don't drink enough water. And it sounds simple, but it can, it affects how you feel about everything. You know, you need, if you're dehydrated, you're going to feel poorly. You're not going to feel clear. You're not going to have a clear head. Um, and sleep, obviously, last one that I would I would recommend. Just focus on some better sleep wherever you can. Um, if you I'm can glad just you do a little bit that better one. in all of those, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have a better week for sure. That is a big one for me, Nicole. And um, sleep yeah. again. I just find if I just don't get enough hours of sleep, I just feel really groggy the next mm-hmm. day and can't concentrate as yeah. well as I would do with enough sleep. Yeah. So yeah. But you've got to put some good practice in. You've got to, right, I, you know, I'm going to go to bed at 10, you know, be mindful of it. Don't just say, oh, it's just something we do every day. It's an, such an important part of what we do every day, but we don't think about how we do it, what we do and how we do it. So if you can just do, a, you know, just research a bit about sleep, research a bit about, you know, um, how, you know, drinking a bit more water every day. It's 1% every day. You know, a little bit is going to help you feel better and be able to manage your workload or what's going on in your life so much more. And I love that how, um, you know, all those things that you spoke about are small, um, simple things that anybody can do, really. And like you said, you can just start with one or two and just keep building upon it. So 
Yeah, there's so much out there. You know, you can read it loads about well-being, but do what you what works for you. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own little things and what they can do in their day. Not everyone's going to get up at five a.m. in the morning. Not everyone wants to go out for an hour. PT session, hardcore PT session. Um, you know, I love running. I'll go out for a run a couple of times a week if I can. But if I can't, I'll try and do something else to compensate that. So every week's different. But as long as you remember to focus on you, be kind to yourself, it can help with whatever's going on in the world. And I guess lastly is is the most important it's kind of take us back to where we started is a human connection. Like be part of a community see friends at the weekend whenever you've got that free time we all know how energized we feel when we spend time with people um make sure the energy givers not takers um but we all know how yes that is the most important thing for our brain is human connection so if, if our brain has that um it, it can help with all sorts of things i love, love that it. it's yeah it's human connection at the end of the day and we're not saying make and make a complete overhaul of your day-to-day routine at small things to start off with and see what the ripple effect of that is in your yeah. working day and your working week yeah. isn't it and if you want to and if you're not feeling great talk to, talk to someone pick up the phone you know friends family someone at work someone you trust um if you haven't got any of that you know there's samaritans there's people out there you can talk to but just talk to someone. So it's going to be better than keeping it in your head. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Nicole. If you could give a couple of takeaways to our listeners from this session, what would they be? I think that last point, human connection, um, you know, we get so tied up in our working week. We just work, 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 work. We forget to reach out to someone, have a chat. We just got all... all consumed within ourselves so just going forward with a friend having a conversation it can help enormously focusing on sleep um as well i think is one of my main takeaways from things i've learned over the last couple of years um and just back to you know be human be kind be kind to yourself <laughs> there's so there's lots yeah. out there but just learn keep learning as well keep learning about all these things that we talked about because if you understand it, you get it, you're going to help others as well. Thank you for sharing, Nicole. It's been such a precious okay. time with you this morning. Sharon, what about you? So I think my key takeaways are leading on from Nicole's. Um, remember the human element that everybody experiences ups and downs and problems no matter what position they're in, you know, everyone just needs to be more empathetic and kind to people. And then um, some of the practical um, tips that we've discussed are um, sleep, drinking enough water and exercise. Those are three key tips that I use myself and find really work. So for anybody listening, I definitely recommend you give all of those a go. How about you, Nisha? Oh, um, self-care starts with self-talk, I think. Um, that's that's definitely, I'm a big believer in that. Um, sleep, I'm not getting enough of it at the moment, so thank you for that reminder, Nicole. And um, active listening to team members, uh, just to ensure that you're, you're tuned in uh, to those team members that may need your support. 
yeah thank amazing. you guys it's been such a lovely session thank, thank you. you i've loved it I've thank you for having me it. it's been amazing and nicole so if people want to follow you reach out to you which platforms can they find you on yeah, LinkedIn's probably the best one. I um I do post regularly, I haven't for a while so I've been busy, but I, I do. So yeah, LinkedIn would be great. Um, and also, you know, the Berlin community is not really obviously as it was, but you know, it's still there if you want to connect with people, obviously in the past sessions as well. So um it's all still there for to look back on. Brilliant. And we'll share those links um with the recording. Thank you very much for joining us today and to everybody who's listening and watching, thank you so much. Look out for our next video and always please follow, like and subscribe. Thank you.